When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. So um, depending on when, uh, you know, we, we record a lot of these and we don't know exactly when they air. But so depending on when this airs, um, this last weekend I was in Nashville for a convention mm. and it was uh, a great time. Uh, people there are so amazing. The food is incredible. People are inc- unbelievably friendly. But the amount of people that came up to me talking to me about how excited they are for the live show. Amazing. Every other person was like, I've already got my tickets to the live show. I cannot wait. I'm bringing this person. I'm bringing that person. I'm bringing my family. I'm I'm so excited to do the live shows because we get a taste of how awesome our fans are when we do the conventions. And I think when we do the live shows and it's kind of Boy Meets World centric and Pod Meets World centric, -centric, people are going to we are just going to be meeting the coolest people all the way around. I really can't wait to start this thing. 
Really it's going to be so much fun. I know. I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to Nashville in particular because one, because you told us about how great everyone was, but also, didn't you have some incredible food? Oh, I found I ate at the same. But so the hotel they put us in was, and this is not an exaggeration, thirty steps from one of the best barbecue places mm. in Nashville. I think it's called Milton's. I believe is what it was called. Miller's. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm going to get you know hate for that. But oh man, I went three times when I was there. It was just the pulled pork and the brisket. And, and I've never been. Oh, and here so we are this talking my first about time. food again. I know, yeah. I know, but it was, no, but it's, now I have a question because we keep getting the, I have my Finsta account, which everybody helped me. So I'm, I'm looking at all the comments when we announce live shows. We have more coming up from all over the country, right? Like we've only announced certain ones, but there's others coming from other places. Yes, we okay. have other other dates that will be announced soon. I don't know exactly when they will be announced. There are still some details that need to be worked out with them. But we've only announced six? what seven? six, seven Something dates. Like but I think we're total. The goal is that we're going to try to do about fifteen this year. So there, sh- we're only maybe maximum halfway there with okay. our announcements. There will be more. Because I feel bad every time I look at the comments and like, come here, come here, come here. And I want to shout like, I think we are going to those places. We yes. Just, we can't actually say that. I yet. mean, yes, certainly. These are some, let me, let's say the places that we have announced. Okay. July 20th, we're in Minneapolis. July 21st, we're in Milwaukee. July 22nd, we're in Royal Oak, Michigan. And then August 4th, we're in Nashville. August 5th, we're in St. Louis. August 6th, we're in Kansas City. And September 17th, we are in Orlando. Yeah, that's what we know of so far. That's, that's what has been announced. Has been announced. We know of more. Oh, we, we know, know of more. That's what, that's we what, we, that's what we've announced so far. Like, I'll give you a little tease. Okay. We're coming to Philly. Oh, are we allowed to tease that? I mean, I'm going to say it right now. Of course, of course, we're coming course to, we're Philly, to Philly, you guys. Yes. Boy Meets World is from, we're from Philly. That's going to be an awesome show. That's going to be an amazing show. It really and September is. is the official 30th anniversary. So... Although we will also be in Orlando in September, I'm considering when we are in Philly in September, haven't announced the date yet, uh, it is the real true 30th 30th anniversary anniversary celebration for us, for for that. So I didn't know if you were actually going to say that. I'm surprised. I'm I'm not sure if I was supposed to, but I have. And also we have... The one and only Tony Quinn is joining us in Kansas City. I'm very excited about that. If you are anywhere near Kansas City... Please come out and see us. That should be a great. He is so excited too. Tony and I have been talking about it. We cannot wait. We're already thinking about fun stuff to do for the show. Like it's of course, of course. You guys are a real joy together. So I can't. I just can't wait to be in the presence of the two of you again. So (laughs) anyway, uh, that's it. (laughs) Welcome to Pod Me Excited. That's it. I'm very excited (laughs) to meet all our fans because the fans are awesome. That's what I was saying. Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong, and I'm Will Fordell. It would be difficult to talk about the landscape of 90s family sitcoms without thinking of our guest this week. She played the iconic Kimmy Gibbler for 192 episodes of Full House. That's a lot. Then she came back for the reboot of Fuller House, clocking in 75 more half hours as Kimmy. She played this role that really set the standard for the nerdy best friend, a trope you still see on TV decades later. And before Kimmy, she played Carrie Brady on Days of Our Lives, starting as a six-year-old for almost 100 episodes over four years of the soap opera. It's crazy. And people think we grew up on TV. I mean, she's like 
I mean, truly grew up on TV. But it was in 1987 when Full House debuted and eventually became the flagship show of TGIF on ABC that she became an unforgettable part of our generation's popular culture, even saying the series' final line. This week, we are thrilled to welcome Andrea Barber to Pod Meets World. (gasps) Welcome! Hi, friends! Hi! Hey! How are you? I'm uh, great. I'm so happy to see your faces. <laughs> so nice to see your face. I was just saying in your intro that you have, I, I, first of all, you did a hundred episodes of a soap opera starting when you were six years old and then rolling into like you have really, <laughs> truly grown up on television. Yeah. You you know more about my career than I do. I, I yeah. don't remember. I did a hundred episodes of Days of Our Lives. That's a lot. Yeah, wow. that's yeah. so many. That's like two weeks of work. That that is two weeks of work <laughs> in the sofa. Yeah, that's like boot camp for actors, man. Yeah. So cool. was this the wow. mid mid to late eighties when you were on Days of Our Lives? Yeah, I was. Well, I, yeah, I was six years old. Let's see. So that was nineteen eighty two. If I'm doing the math correctly, okay. So wow. Early eighties. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was, I, I'm so glad I was six years old because I would have been a nervous wreck had I started acting on a soap opera as an adult because it's terrifying. You have to memorize what 60 pages of dialogue every single day. Ooh. Plus, do like your 14 hour day. Like, there's just no time to have a life. Or oh do my gosh. So, yeah. It literally is boot camp for actors. Yeah. Wow. So before you started on that, like what got you interested in acting? What were your parents in the industry? Tell us about your origin story. Oh, my origin story. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. well, I don't have any recollection. I don't have any recollection of being like, oh, I want to be an actor because I started acting at age five. Right. You know, I was into like Play-Doh and, you know, sidewalk chalk at that age. (laughs) <laughs> but my parents were very into community theater. So that was like the thing we did, the Barber family. And I have two older brothers. They were they, they were forced into it as well. So the whole family, we did like the, a Christmas carol at the local theater. And it was a family right. hobby. Uh, so it, we were doing one of these uh, community theater productions. Um, it might have been a ki- The King and I. I don't remember. Anyways, it was during um, like there was an actor's strike or there was something going on. And there were there were agents out looking for fresh talent. Mm. Um, and so my agent was in the audience <laughs> looking for fresh blood. I don't know. And she approached <laughs> my parents and were like, hey, are you interested in putting your kids into the business? And my parents, not knowing a thing about the industry, were like, sure, we'll sure. give it a, we'll give it a shot. Why not? So my brothers and I went into Judy Savage was my agent. Yay, Judy. Judy. Um, And Judy's (laughs) taught me how to slate. And I was, again, five years old, so I didn't know what I was doing. And so she taught me, you know, you say, hi, my name is Andrea Barber, and I'm from the Savage Agency. And so I got up there and I was all confident, you know, my five-year-old self with my pigtails. And I was like, hi, I'm Andrea Barber, and I'm from the Average Agency. (laughs) Gosh. And I got, I still got, I still got it. She still signed me yeah, and my brother loved it. They were like, yeah. that kid, that's, that's funny. One. That's the one. <laughs> Judy, that's so funny. Now, did she sign your brothers too? She did. Yeah. She represented all three of us for a very long time. Um, and then, so my brothers did a lot of commercials, you know, back in the day that commercials were very, very popular. Yeah. 
and a good source of income for for child actors. Yes. Um, so they did that. They did appearances on General Hospital, um, you know, a couple of things like that. And then when my brothers got to high school, they were like, this sucks. Like, yeah, I don't want to do hated this. doing auditions. You know, it's just it's not a very rewarding career unless you're lucky like I was. And so they were like, we want to play volleyball. Uh, and we want to play water polo in high school. We don't want to do this acting thing anymore. So they left yeah. and they stopped acting and did um, did varsity sports in high school. And I was, you know, I was still having a lot of success and enjoying it. So I stuck with it. So you had signed with the Savage Agency at five and then you started you started the soap opera at six. So you couldn't have possibly had that many auditions before you booked that gig. I don't I don't remember. I don't <laughs> I know my very first job before uh, Days of Our Lives was a commercial for um, for what is it parquet margarine or whatever that yes. was like, yeah. tastes like butter. So parquet. that was my very first job um, at age five, and I I don't even remember what I did between that and Days of Our Lives. Yeah, maybe I didn't have many auditions. I don't know. I mean, you just couldn't jobs, just you know. Yeah, you just kept working. <laughs> I mean, you would also end up on a bunch of shows that will make Will very jealous. Oh. Fantasy Island, Sane oh, Elsewhere, and on. the 80s Twilight Zone. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Great those, that, I mean, those shows. must have been like incredible learning experiences, unlike my Barbie commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, the classic shows were incredible, and uh, you, we can go through fantasy on and all that stuff. But I've I've held in a little secret that '80s days of our lives when we're talking Bo and Hope, I was oh. hooked. Totally, Bo and Hope, classic. I so, they're probably cl- still on Days of Our Lives. Aren't I, they? I think they're probably still there now. But that's really when it started in the '80s. Was like, our what's going on with Bo and Hope? So you were there for like the heyday. Sorry, I'm, I'm now letting was it, my was Days of Our Lives the one with the guy one. with the eye patch too. Yes. Oh yeah, Patch. That's patch His and Kayla. Patch. His name was Patch. Patch. I remember going to my grandmother's house, and that would always be on. I'd be like, yeah. "There's a pirate on TV." Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Patch and That's Kayla. Bad. Yeah, Peter Reckle was a big actor back in the day. Oh, on the, there I was loved just... Peter Reckle. They were such nice. They were so kind to me. Um, and I was a flower girl in Bowen Hope's wedding. Like the that you were at Bowen Hope's wedding? Are you yes. kidding me? You're blowing oh. Will's mind. Oh. <laughs> and then the Fantasy Island for the honeymoon. Forget it. I can't even. I can't do this anymore. TV wise. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, well, so I'm glad cool. you're impressed because I don't I'm think anyone else is. So I'm at least I've impressed you, Will. That's awesome. Oh, my God. You also had a guest starring role on Growing Pains with yet another Cameron sibling. Yep. Yep. So- I did. I was, a, I was um, the character Ben. I was his like sort of girlfriend, sort yeah. of, for yeah. one episode. <laughs> That's it. And we didn't even tape with an audience. It was such a weird week. I think huh. they were behind or they were i don't know there was some sort of delay and so they're like i just cancel the audience we're just going to tape this as is so i never got the the studio audience experience on growing pains but it was still great i mean i knew kirk and so i i knew a bunch of people on the show already uh so it was very comfortable and so was full house then your first live studio audience experience Yes, for sure. Every Friday night. It was it was trippy. It was yeah, I mean you guys know. Yeah. It was so fun. Those were the days. That's how I spent my Friday nights. Oh my gosh. So much fun. How do you remember the feeling of it being incredibly different than doing the soap? Like, do you remember being like, oh, all the work I had previously done on the soap is totally different than this new thing I'm doing with a live studio audience and a sitcom? I don't remember it being that different. Like the live studio audience is such a it's such a joyful yeah. energy surge. 
um, that I wasn't like, oh, wow, this is a totally foreign world. To me, it just, I mean, acting is acting. And it's like you read a script, you memorize the lines and you, you know, you spit it out. Um, so it didn't feel too different. Yeah. Um, but I knew it was something special, you know, because of the, because of the relationship I have with the cast and the way that we all gelled and had that chemistry right from day one. Um, it, it felt definitely special. And the live studio audience was just the icing on the cake. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Do you remember your audition for Kimmy Gibbler? I don't. I feel so bad. I, I get that question a lot. And um, I, I mean, I was 10 right. when I auditioned for Full House. I auditioned for the role of DJ first. Didn't get that. 
But they called me back because they were like, oh, we want to have, you know, a neighbor girl, you know, DJ's best friend. Can you read for the role of Kimmy Gibbler? And I was like, okay. So, you know, when you're a kid actor auditions, you just, you don't think about it. You just do it. It's just such a routine, rote thing. You're like, all right, here's another one. You don't know. Oh, I'm auditioning for this hit TV show that's going to change my life and go for the next, you know, 35 years. You don't think that at the time. (laughs) No. So for me, it was just another audition. I was like, all right, let's just do it. (laughs) And it obviously was great, but I don't remember it specifically. No. We had Jody on the show recently, and we yes, I listened to that episode. It was so good. Yeah, she's unfriendly. We... She's unfriendly. She's not <laughs> oh, a nice yeah. person. We're not a nice. She's person. so shy. She's yeah. very. She's very introverted and does yes. a lot. Yeah, not a fan. Would it? Would it? It's uh, so interesting though. That be, between be, with her and you, that you guys and 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 I guess the Olsons in a way, like you guys were a cast of people who just were already acting by the time you like became conscious. Right. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, cause she started on the show when she was five or six and she yeah. also doesn't really remember life no. without acting. That's a, that's a really interesting environment. I think for... Candace was the same way. Wasn't she? Candace started really young as well. Like really young. Yeah. We all started yeah. very young and yeah. had several years under our belts before full house. Um, wow. And so you guys started a little older. You were, yeah, I think we were all 11 plus. You 10, okay. 10 11, 10. 12. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you remember life before. Right. And then yes. life after. Yeah, exactly. You started acting. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't have that. I don't remember <laughs> anything before. Yeah. It's the only is- life I know. Right. It's really interesting. Because, yeah, you're right, writer. I hadn't put that together that, like, the that entire cast was made of cast. people who were pros by the time they started. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you guys started at such a, a younger age. Yeah. It's so interesting. Um, and you guys are still very close right yeah. i mean that's oh. what jody yeah yeah that's so thought, it's, it's i think there's like a, a, even more of an intense family vibe you know it's like yeah. protecting each other as children essentially you know like mm-hmm. in a way that yeah we were much more i think we were more of a teen show you know what i mean like yeah you guys were more of a family kids show or you were kids on a family show whereas we were like a teenager show in a yeah. way, you know, they, that we, were, we started is, yeah. as kids right. and then they very quickly were like, now you're a teen show. And so we right. became yeah. teens very quickly. Yeah. And they separated yeah. the family life from kind of the, the school life a lot more on our show than Full House, where it really was the family vibe. Right. Yeah. So we I mean, by what the sixth or seventh year, Betsy and Rusty were barely on the show. So it was right. that we really, yeah, moved from that kind of uh, uh, dynamic. Andrea, yeah. were you a. Were you a quirky kid? Did the character of Kimmy Gibbler speak to you? Did you like just did it come very naturally? Did you love it? Um, it came very naturally. I did love it. I'm nothing like Kimmy Gibbler and never have been. It's so far out. Like I I was the shy. I've always been an awkward person. Like I've made a whole career out of being awkward. But I've always uh, been awkward, but I'm very introverted and shy, whereas Kimmy was just like, bleh, like, and she's just like, lets it all out, you know, marches to the beat of her own drum, doesn't care, says what's on her mind, uh, irritates everyone around her. And I don't think I'm that way. Um, right. I'm just much more shy, kind of like hide in the background, let me disappear in the background and be a wallflower. Um but I always felt awkward and maybe that's different because Kimmy Gibbler never felt awkward. She just felt like right. herself and she owned it right. and loved yeah. it and was proud of it. She didn't feel different. She felt great about herself. And it was, I think about that now as an adult and I'm like, what a great role model Kimmy yes. Gibbler was, mm, you know, and I hear that from fans now how they're like, oh my gosh, we related to Kimmy Gibbler as like the offbeat one, you know, the different one. Um, and that's, 
that's a thing now you, with Urkel, Kimmy Gibbler, there's, you always have that character on, on these sitcoms. And so I think it spoke to a lot of kids that felt unpopular or like they didn't fit in. And so I, I'm really proud of it now. I, 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 I welcome the, the offbeat part yeah. of my personality. You know, I just, I welcome all of that. I think there's a lot of strength in being yourself yes. and owning it. There's a strange kind of, because there's always comparisons with Boy Meets World and Full House, kind of, you know, that's in the same kind of zeitgeist. And there's something so interesting about how Full House seemed to kind of lean into exactly what you're talking about, the being yourself and the the kind of the, the leaning into the strange, for lack of a better word, where it seemed like Boy Meets World tried that and then would quickly move away. Hmm. You know, Topanga <laughs> was, was very strange and then they moved away from that. Minkus was just completely taken off the show. So there's something we, we kind of got to the norm, if that makes sense. And we, we tried the strange and then I, I'm just curious as to why the kind of dichotomy between the two shows, because people think they're so similar. And yet it seems like everything that full house leaned into boy meets world leaned away from. And I'm, I, I'm I don't know why that would happen uh, from, from two different shows. I don't know. It's just because as you were well, saying that, it's like, yeah, Topanga was, was the weird offbeat quirky one. And then until she wasn't, and then Minkus mm -hmm. was the offbeat quirky one until he was just gone. Well, and so full it's house strange. But isn't Full House like essentially a show of about people from uh, people being together, like crammed yeah. together, like misfits, like all different types of people living in a house or living in living a community together. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Boy Meets World, it's literally in the title, is about like one boy sort of experiencing the world. Like, I, you know, it's less yes. of a it's we we softened a lot of our edges, you know, like yeah. we were a show about. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a good point. I wonder what that. It's yeah. just so strange. Like, yeah, well, because we leaned away from it very quickly. I, I think the similarities are, though, in that Boy Meets World and Full House are about essentially chosen family. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not yeah. a traditional, like, at least for Full House, it's not the traditional mom, dad, and two kids. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it's like you you love who you choose to be in your life. And that's kind of the same with Boy Meets World. It's like you right. guys formed a family. You were teenagers, you were friends, but you were still essentially like a family. Yeah, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Do you guys remember the moment where you realized, like, oh, this is a special show? Or have you, did you guys know it from the beginning? Do you remember there being a moment where you were like, oh my gosh, we're a hit? <laughs> well, it probably hit each of us at different times. Yeah. Um, and as you know, there was no social media. So there was just Nielsen ratings. And that was our only gauge of how well the, sh the show was doing. And that just seemed like such foreign numbers to me. So, okay, you know, how many millions of people watched yeah. Full yep. House this Friday night? And I'm like, I, that, that, that number made no sense to me as a teenager. I was just like, okay, that's impressed. That's good. Right. But it didn't really, it didn't sink in for me until um, the show went to Disney world during, I don't even know what season that season six or seven, we went to Disney world. And so we had like security and we had part portions of the park um, blocked off for us to do filming. And we just attracted so many crowds and suddenly we have security guards escorting us through the park and people following us. Yeah. And then um, the story that I know Jody Sweeten probably told on this podcast because she's told it before about fans following us into the bathroom and <laughs> yes. passing paper under the yeah. stall. Oh, to be like, can I get your autograph? Oh, yes. I was I... there for that. Like that, that I was there. <laughs> and so that's where I was like, holy crap. Yeah, this show is huge. That's when we really, that's when I personally really felt the reach of the show and just how popular, like I felt like a celebrity yeah. for the first time. Whereas before I was like, oh, I'm just a kid actor. I'm a child actor and I'm having fun on the show. Yeah. And then Disney World, I was like, whoa, like we, we are, we're yeah. a big deal. We are and famous. Crazy. 
When yeah. did they? When did you leave TGIF? Because it started as a TGIF show, right? It did, and then um, I, it was the later season. So don't quote me on this. There's some fan out there that's going to leave a comment that tells you the exact. That's all right. Danielle season. gets them all anyway, so we're fine. <laughs> okay, good. Um, we'll wait for that email. But I, I want to say it was season six, maybe okay. seven. And then so you like moved right to when we started. So that would have been right? 93. Yeah, right? ni- like 93. Because I don't oh, think yeah. ever Full House and Boy Meets no. World were ever on TGIF at the same at time. At the same time. No. I don't think they were. Sacrilege. Right? I know. Oh. Well, I remember feeling like Full House had graduated. Yes. Right? Like it was like exactly. they were a real show. Exactly. And we were still <laughs> stuck in the like minor leagues of TGIF. <laughs> oh, but we were so sad to leave TGIF because I That's think that funny. was what that was where it worked. That was where the magic was. Everybody that was must see TV appointment right. TV. Yeah, right. kids could watch these shows with their families. Yeah, and enjoy it, and not feel like there's any you know yeah bad things happening on screen. So when we moved to Tuesday nights, we were all afraid. We're like, oh my gosh, what if our ratings tank? Right. Because now we're in in a totally different demographic. You know, it's not like Friday night movie night with parents. Yeah. It's Tuesday yeah. nights and kids have school the next day. So uh, we were really worried about a big ratings drop. Um, and I don't I don't think the ratings think dropped happened, a no. whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> goodness. So not to put you on the spot, but TGIF has changed so much over the years. Do you remember the lineup when Full House aired? Do you remember the other shows that were on the TGIF lineup? Was this like the perfect stranger days? What was on with you guys? I think we were just post Perfect Strangers, although there was overlap because Perfect Strangers filmed at the at the stage next to us. Okay. So I'm sure there was some overlap, but I thought it was Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step. And I guess it wasn't Boy Meets. So it wasn't no. if we weren't on at the same time. Yeah. It, uh, night, uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper, maybe? I feel like that was before. Was later. That was another Jeff Franklin show, but yeah. I, I feel like that was before I it may know. have been dinosaurs that was on TGIF oh, with you. Maybe oh. that could have been dinosaurs. You're right. Yeah, could have been okay. dinosaurs. That okay. would have rounded I'm out. Curious because the lineup has changed so many times. You wonder I what know. you know what it was yeah. at the time. Yeah, Full House moved. I got a note from our producers. Full House moved to Tuesdays in 1992, and we yeah. started in 1993. In yep. Okay, and we wrapped in 95. 95. Right. So yeah, right. That and been yes, like- dinosaurs was on with Full House that we just there got we go. that note too. Okay. Oh, All right. Wow. Cool. There's, I there's love that you've got like people in your ear telling <laughs> oh, yeah. them all oh, the yeah. things we're wondering. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. It's it's, it's really it works really well. I I expect them to follow me around through all my life and just right? the <laughs> answers I want for things to just be there. Um, Where can I find the bread in the grocery? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll talk out loud. Which aisle is the? <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Now, since you and Candace, you guys played best friends and were also, I think, the closest in age. What was your relationship like during the course of the show? I. Loved Candace. I still do. Uh, she's great. It's great having someone to go through milestones with. Like yeah. The first kiss, which was on screen in front of a live studio audience and our parents, like the very same episode. So we were both we could, you know, bond over how mortifying that was um, and just stuff. All the girl stuff, you know, you go through. It was great having a friend. I did always think that she was much cooler than I was. She was just a lot more mature, even though that we're the same age. Um, you know, like she bought her first car before me and I felt like she was just cooler and right socializing more. And I was just like, again, the shy little kid that didn't really go out and socialize or go to any, it didn't go to a whole lot of these industry parties or anything like that. 
So I always was like, wow, Candace is like so cool. So at some point I actually became closer to Jody Sweeten because I was like, oh, well, she's five years younger than I. I can totally relate to that. Like that's my <laughs> that's my jam is right, <laughs> hanging out right. with someone five years younger than I. So Jody and I became very, very close um, as the seasons went on and spent a lot of time together off the set as well, which is which is great. I love having those memories with her. Do you have a favorite episode? And and is it is it your favorite because you actually love the episode or is it because of the behind the scenes memories? Oh, no, I I, I absolutely have a favorite episode. Um, it's the episode where DJ forgets Kimmy's 16th birthday party. OK, so it was one of the rare episodes where me like the sidekick got an episode just focused on me like I was the A storyline for once. And I was like. Woohoo! Yeah. Let's celebrate. Um, but also, I love that episode because you finally got to see a different side of Kimmy Gibbler, who was always just like, you know, the one liners, the joke, the butt of everyone's jokes. But in this particular episode, you got to see Kimmy get upset and mad at DJ and mm. actually have like emotion. Um, because DJ had, had forgotten about Kimmy's birthday because she was too busy planning her six-month anniversary with her boyfriend, Steve. Oh. And so Kimmy was very hurt when she found out that, you know, they threw, all, they threw this fake birthday party with toilet paper streamers and a hash brown cake. It was so thrown together. But Kimmy was so happy just to be recognized by the Tanners as somebody worth throwing a party for. And then it all came crashing down. And uh, Kimmy and DJ had this wonderful emotional moment out in the backyard. And um, I love that episode because I got to do something other than these zingers and these one liners. I got to like actually do something different and show some emotion. So hands down, that's my favorite episode. I'm sorry, I didn't hear anything after hash brown cake. Can we talk about that for a second? Is it literally <laughs> the entire cake made of potatoes and hash browns? Yeah. That's a great idea. Oh, and they had candles in there and like ketchup, like the ketchup frosting. Oh. Yeah, it was just a cake. This and sounds like better a than regular cake. I Thank hate you. cake, by the I way. Don't like I don't like cake. cake fan either. Oh, cake Ice is cream a... cake, okay. Yes, agreed. And then, and then cake with whipped cream frosting, I'm okay with. Like okay. peaches and cream cake, but- right. Regular birthday cake frosting? Same. I've no. been faking it for years, Ryder. Oh, I'm not a fan of cake either. I don't like cake. brown cake? Yeah, that brown cake sounds brilliant. awesome. That's that does sound really birthday. good. Thank mm-hmm. you. Calling well, that. The whole party was thrown together in five minutes, and they didn't have cake mix. They had hash browns. So they made a, a cake idea. out of hash browns and put candles in it. Oh, this is really great. smart. I right. like it's this. It's very on brand for Kimmy Gibbler to have <laughs> a hash This is what we're focusing on. I know. Also, Full House influencing lives this many years later. We're about to change everything over here over a hash brown cake. Speaking of storylines, some pretty crazy storylines. There was once a storyline where um, Kimmy was promoting a chin tail, a ponytail, but for your chin. Do you have, like, is there a craziest storyline that, that Kimmy had? Is that just a goatee? Yeah, was, well, this was in Fuller House, not Full House. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was, and I, I had to get extensions because my hair wasn't even long enough, but it was Oh, it was you just yeah you make it it's like a beard <laughs> wow it's like a very founding fathers yes, right. yes situation right wow. where you just very you like get a little hair tie yeah. and make a chin tail <laughs> wow I like and then it. you could like i would like dab my nose like i was crying and so i would like oh dab my eyes with a oh chin tail wow. um, four score and seven years ago i'm like <laughs> so what was the craziest kimmy gibbler storyline you remember Oh, man. Um, Well, there was there's many. Uh, I have to pick one. Let's see. There's there was the episode where Kimmy was uh, giving herself a perm, like a do it yourself perm. 
and hair dye job in DJ's room. And so, of course, it turned out heinous. And so I ended up with like Ronald McDonald hair. It was bright red and frizzy all over, (laughs) all over. And Kimmy loved it. She was like, this is fantastic. You know, this is she thought it was great. And I looked like Ronald McDonald with red frizzy hair. Yeah. And then I had I got like a rash. I just this is what you remember. I remember getting a rash from this horrible wig I had to wear for all these scenes. Um, So that was crazy. Gosh, what else was crazy? Like everything. We had a donkey on the show. We have so many weird animals on the show. Um, Yeah. When you do 190 episodes, you start getting into the weird where it's like, because we've heard you you beat us. We're at like 165 and people are like, we can't wait till the second episode with the bear. And we're like, wait, what? There's there's (laughs) two bears. Yeah. yeah, You get into 190 episodes. They at that point, it's like we've had all the animals. Did we have a chimpanzee on our show? Or we had monkeys. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I did. I worked with several monkeys on the show. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. I we monkey on our show. Yeah, you that was the thing. That's Friends stole that from our shows. Yes, we actually had the same monkey. We had Marcel on our show. Well, Shut that up. was one I, of the was... times because the other monkey we had was not Marcel. I just worked <laughs> with the trainer. Monkey. I worked There's with only the so trainer. Many monkeys going around. I mean, that's a thing. You know, it's. <laughs> They're no, high in demand, apparently. But it is. You always, it, everybody does the food fight. Everybody has, you know, you do at yeah. least one food fight. You have the different animals on the show. It's like you start their staples for being on a show like is ours. Is that still a thing or is that very strictly a 90s sitcom? Disney, no, I think that's moved to like Disney, Disney Channel, Nickelodeon kind of thing is yes. that vibe. I don't think on network TV you're there because there's no young shows on network TV anymore. The, the family sitcom doesn't exist in this horrible world we live in right now <laughs> is the problem because it should. Yeah. Well, there, the show that I'm on now, or I will be hopefully when the writer's strike ends, um, is that girl Lele on Nickelodeon. And it's the same, it's a sitcom family sitcom and they have a, the family pet is a pig. Yeah. Like this yep. giant boar. So yeah, yep. I think it's the tradition lives on. Good. Just, it does. Gotta How find the fun right is channel. doing a family sitcom. I mean, doing a family sitcom is it's just fun. It's like, yeah, we need more of them. All right, we need so I, more of them. I agree. I have a question more. for you. Take because you've done so much, and again, I'm a television aholic. Um, taking Full House out of the scenario, what's the favorite show you've ever done? Come on, that's such I know a hard it's question. terrible. I know. Um, mm, 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 taking Full uh, Fuller House is no, that that's not fair. <laughs> That's cheating. That's cheating. Um, it might have to be growing pains just because I was such like, I was such a 15 year old girl and I had such a crush on Jeremy Miller. You know, Mm -hmm. I got to kiss him in the episode and suddenly I was in love, you know, I was like, Oh my God, we're soulmates, which we weren't, but, um, yeah, (laughs) I love Jeremy Miller. I I wanted that. Was that your first entree kiss? Robin Thicke was at our oh. our ta- when we were taping because he was mm. Alan's or he's still Alan's um, son, right. and I was like head o- I was head over heels for I was just boy crazy at right. the time, so I was well, just yeah, like wow, yeah, Jeremy Miller and Robin Thicke here, like this uh. is just the best thing in the universe for a fifteen year old girl. Was that your first on screen kiss when you when you kissed Jeremy? No, my first on screen kiss was on Full House when I was okay. thirteen. Okay, with a boy that I was not excited to kiss at oh. all. <laughs> I was I was very excited to kiss Jeremy Miller, but not um, Bitterman. Bitterman was the character's name on Bitterman. Full House, and Uh-oh. you know I'm sure he's a lovely person People are now. Right but now at the time, like, I was mm-hmm. like, eh. you know, I just wasn't. I was 13. I wasn't yeah. boy crazy yet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
You have children now, 19 and 16, right? Yes. Oh, you've done your research. I'm so impressed. Yes, I have a 19-year-old and a 16-year-old, a boy and a girl. And so I'm on edge all the time. Right. (laughs) Yes. Have they seen all the episodes of Full House and Fuller House? Do they not? Do they not care? No. They don't like they there's no one that is less of a fan of my work than my children. I love it. They are just and they go through stages according to their development. Like in elementary school, they were just still trying to like figure it out. Um, And then when they hit middle school, they hated it. Like they didn't want to go anywhere with me. They didn't want to be seen with me. Like we went into a Starbucks once and I got recognized by all of their classmates that were in there getting frappuccinos. And they were like, mom, we have to leave right now. They're recognizing, you know, they were so mortified in middle school. But then they got to high school and it's like, oh, it's cool. Suddenly they have clout. A little little status bump. They'll take what they can get. Yeah. And so they now like, you know, now now they think it's cool. Um, And then once they got to high school, too, they started coming to the Fuller House tapings. And so they finally Mm. got it. Like before it was just this ethereal thing that mom went off to do right and embarrass herself you know especially as a teenager I looked so they were always like mom why did you wear that mom why did you say that but as an adult it was great to bring them onto the fuller house set so they could actually see how the sausage is made yeah and suddenly they were like this is so cool and they made friends with the kids on the show and they wanted Mm -hmm. to come every Friday night to the tapings and hang out and so suddenly it was cool yeah for mom to be on TV so I don't think they watched the show they've seen some episodes uh, and I think they binged a few seasons of Fuller House but um, they really have zero interest in what I do (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's just kids they don't really care about their parents career no and this is no different you 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 are also in a in a uh, unique position where Full House for so long, and then Fuller House comes back, like Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World. And mm-hmm. we've often talked about on this podcast just how the vibe between the two shows was was essentially different on the set. It, did you experience any of that? Was it kind of this? Did you guys fall right back into it? Was it the same kind of vibe in Fuller House, or was it different? It it was very similar. It, it was it was because we were walking onto the same stage, like Stage Twenty Four at Warner Brothers. We were wow. walking onto the same stage. The same set. I mean, it was such a time warp. And then the same dressing rooms, although Candace, Jody, and I had graduated to the adult <laughs> dressing rooms. We had nice. bigger dressing rooms now. <laughs> but other than that, it was the same. The same crafty room, the same hair and makeup room. Jeez. So, And we really tried to bring that whole spirit, you know, of like, it's a family show. Let's bring the kids into the fold. The kids are well cared for and taken care of. Um, so it, it felt really similar. It's just... Candace, Jody, and I were the adults now and trying to pass on those same values that we learned from John, Bob, and Dave, and Lori. Um, Just creating that great family feel. Like, everybody's comfortable. The kids come first. Um, It's always about the kids. It's not about the shot. And so, yeah, we tried to replicate that. So it felt really similar to me, but I I enjoyed it so much more on Fuller House because of the – just the gratitude. Like I had so much more perspective and gratitude right. that second time around that I was like, wow, this is, this is so special and never thought we would get to do it again. And the fact that we got to do it for five seasons was awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. What a special experience, yeah. you know, like really great. Um, was when they brought the idea of Fuller House back to you, what, were you immediately on board or were you thinking like, Hmm, I'm not sure how I'm going to play Kimmy as a 
rational grown adult? Like, did you have any reservations about going back to Kimmy Gibbler when Fuller House was first brought up? Oddly enough, no, I, I had, I didn't even hesitate when Jeff Franklin called and he was like, Hey, we're thinking of doing a reboot. Are you willing to reprise the role of Kimmy Gibbler? I didn't even hesitate. Like I answered on the spot. I was like, yes, it wasn't even like, let me think about it. Let me talk to my family. No, I was like, yes, let's do it. Uh, Which is weird because I had quit acting. Like I had stopped acting after full house um, it, Full House ended in 95. I was in my first year in college and I was just kind of done. I was yeah. like, all right, I've been doing this a long time. I'm ready to just explore different parts of myself and my interests. So I stopped acting for almost 20 years wow. and was just a normal person uh, with a normal family. And so I hadn't ever planned to go back into the business until Jeff Franklin called and was like, let's do a reboot. And I was surprised at the speed in which I said yes, Hmm. Uh, mostly because of the people, because I'm like, I would just love to work with the people that I love so much again. Um, And I trusted Jeff to keep the legacy of the show um, positive and uplifting and not like wreck the legacy. You know, I think he he really captured the spirit of full house in fuller house. Um, And it also just on a personal note, like fuller house came into my life at such a perfect time because I was, I had just signed my divorce papers. I was really depressed. I was like (laughs) lost. I was like, well, I couldn't, I'm like, what am I going to do with my, I've been a mom for so long. I don't, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And then like literally four days after I signed my divorce papers, Jeff Franklin called. And I, I'm like, this is a sign. Like, this is a sign that this is where I'm meant to be. And it came into my life at such a perfect time for me personally. Wow. That's great. Yeah. What a, I love those things. I love those things when you're exactly what you said, where you're just like, I'm literally looking out going, what is it? What's next life? What do you want from me? And then the phone rings. I mean, it's literally what happened. It's literally what happened. No, you're just like, well, it's, it's kismet. It's, it's meant to be. There's somebody up there looking out for me. Um, And I am eternally grateful for that. So you you mentioned that you're on That Girl Lele, which I know a lot of people who work on that show, a lot of crew who work on other shows that I direct on. Um, Yeah. Everyone says the greatest things about that set and what a want like what a wonderful place it is to work. How does it feel to be back now on yet another family sitcom? And how does it feel to work with a different set of kids than the kids you worked with on Fuller House? I love it. Like that's if I could just do sitcoms for the rest of my life, like I don't need to grow as an actor. Like I am so happy (laughs) in my wheelhouse (laughs) and it's fun. It's a family friendly schedule. Like it's, it's fun. And I, I'm good. I feel really confident because I'm good at it. Um, And I just love it. It's a happy environment. We got so lucky that it's, it's again, like a family feeling on the set. Um, And it's hard. I, I hear all these horror stories about, bad sets and, you know, angry directors and, you know, mistreatment. And I'm like, I've, I've been so lucky. I haven't experienced that. Mm. Um, so yeah, I love being on this show. I'm the principal. I play principal Willingham. So I'm like the weird principal that's always trying to like discipline kids, but also fit in right. and be the cool <laughs> principal, but constantly failing at that. That's funny. Um, so it's great. And the kids are great. The kids were a little greener coming into, yeah coming into this show. 
Um, so they were looking to me. They were like, oh, you know, you're the veteran. Like, we're going to we're Tell looking us what up to you. do. Yeah. Which I, I, I felt a lot of pressure. I was like, oh, dang, don't look at me. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be the the example. Uh, and of course, the very first scene of the pilot that we taped, uh, you know, I had the first line and I completely botched it and, <laughs> and forgot it. And everyone was like, the kids, Lele, the star of the show is like, I'm so glad you messed up because I've been so worried about messing up. So Aww. now that you've messed up, I feel much better about it. Yeah, and then you were like, I did that on purpose. I was going to say, tell her you. I did that on purpose. That was a choice. That was a yeah. choice. <laughs> that was deliberate. Um, yeah. So the kids are, the kids are great. It's so, it's so fun. It is, it is interesting being an adult on a sitcom when I grew up as a kid on a sitcom, because I'm always like, put those phones away. Like, why do you have your phone on yep. set? You know, don't eat on set. Like there's rules that like we, yeah. yeah. I, well, we didn't have, I didn't have a cell phone back in the eighties and nineties, but still, you know, you show you work, you pay attention, you don't play with the props. You don't eat on set. Like these are basic rules. And so when I see these things happening, I'm kind of like the mom in me comes out. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> Put your phone away. You don't need that right now. Pay it's attention. really funny. You know, we're when I interviewed to direct over on Raven's home, that was one of the things Raven and I immediately bonded over was like, yeah, was like we nine eighties and nineties kid acting. You were expected to be an adult professional. Yeah. Even though you were a kid and all of those things like we would we would have been called out and stopped immediately if we were messing around with the props mm -hmm. or if we had been whatever the equivalent of cell phones were. I mean, we, there were times when we would giggle and be talking while the direct while something was going on and the directors would say, quiet, we're working. And and they mm -hmm. were right. Like we sh we were being unprofessional. And it's just funny because the there's been a lot of changes over the years and most of them have been for the better that make that make the environment better for kids. But also in a lot of ways, some of the very like learning of the true like 101 sitcom acting has been lost yeah. in in some of the permissiveness mm -hmm. yeah. and ease that we have on sets now. Um, Do you remember getting yelled at and being told that we could no longer eat during the table read? No. Vaguely. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we were. Vaguely, yeah. Because Ben would always, you'd remember, he'd walk in and he'd always make his, bag, his bagel, giant bagel. With lox with the and cream tomato, cheese. lox, cream cheese, the and onion, onion on top. And yeah. the capers. On, like, it was a whole process and we'd all be making our stuff. And then we'd mess up a line or have food in our mouth. And by, like, the fourth time, Michael was like, all right, that's it. Food is done right. before the table reads starts. Yeah, if you want to eat, get here early and Exactly. Eat. Yep. Yeah. And you are not eating during the table. So we all got a talking to where it's like, no, 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 this is this is work time now. So, yeah, yeah it was we, we all heard that stuff. It's incredible. I agree with that. I And gum, too. too. I was always told, yeah. don't chew gum when you're doing a table read or rehear even rehearsal. But it was our moms. Like, I don't know if your parents were like, it was our moms that were like, don't do, you know, don't do that. They The moms were very involved with the disciplining of, of us yeah. as child actors. They were like, yeah, you got to know your lines. We're going to rehearse your lines with you. Don't chew gum. Like the I moms that, were very hands-on. Yeah. And I think that's probably because you guys were all more pros by the time you started. Our parents were all very hands-off. Yeah. Oh, really? Our parents were very much like, we rarely even saw them. They were there and we knew they were there, but they were mostly sitting in the, in the studio audience. They never interjected or tried to like they were if they had notes or anything they shared with us it was on our private time in the car or in our houses i mean right. there was ne they were not physical like um we didn't feel them on the set but again we were older 
You know yes. what I yes. mean? Like True. just the difference between five and eleven is You're right. huge. You're right. You know, well, yeah. I mean, I mean Lily's yeah. parents were always there. You're right. And I think Lindsay's parents were always there. So when when we did have the younger actors, and I think Lee was Lee's mom kind yeah, of. Yeah, Lee's mom was there. there. Lee's mom and yeah, my mom were there. She wouldn't very have close. been on set. No, everyone was no, yeah. there, but they the, but like as far as like pay attention to the director or oh, yeah, listen. No, no, no. Like there was none of that. They were like literally yeah. like all yeah. around the back or whatever. They were there, right. but they weren't like yeah, hanging yeah. out and, and helping discipline yeah. at all. We no. got all those lessons from our directors, like yeah. our directors and Bill and, and, Bill and yeah. you know, they were all very much like, this is how you be a professional and this is how it's going to work. And we soaked it up and did not want to disappoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's probably better that way because I think kids are more apt to listen to a director than their mom. Their own parent. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's a good separation, actually. Totally. That's it is. True. I think that's true. Looking yeah. back now, all this many years later, how do you overall reflect on your time on Full House? I have nothing but positive things to say. And I know, you know, child actors get a bad rap and there's there's a lot of actors now who played the offbeat character or the wacky character that really want to distance themselves Mm -hmm. from that character and don't ever want like to be referred to it or do the catchphrase or anything like that. And I've never felt that. Like I've always embraced this, you know, as embarrassing as it was to play Kimmy Gibbler as a teenager, when I already felt so awkward in my body, um, I've, I have nothing but positive memories and gratefulness for it. So I'm all about, hey, you want a catchphrase? You want Ola Tanneritos? I'll give you an Ola Tanneritos. I, I don't shy away from it at all. Um, it was a different childhood. It was, it's all I know. It's all I know. I don't know what my life would have been like without being on TV. But I felt very enriched as well. Like I still went to my high school proms. I still had friends outside of Hollywood. And I think that balance helped me feel great about the whole thing. Like, I don't feel like I missed out on childhood. It was just enhanced Like on TV. And I also had this non Hollywood life at my regular public high school with my regular public school friends. Where did you grow up again? What what city did you guys live in? Uh, Orange County is where I grew up. Same. Me too. Cause I was going to, yeah. Yeah. I was also, when we started Boy Meets World, I was living well, actually, when we started Boy Meets World, I had just moved, but I originally grew up like I was auditioning from Orange County. And then by the time Boy Meets World started, we had moved to Calabasas. Um, and I also had a very similar experience, went back to my regular high school, went, all to, went to all my school dances, like really got to experience the best of both worlds as far as I I'm concerned. I think that makes a difference. I think that makes a huge difference in just keeping you grounded. And then your whole life isn't in Hollywood. You have, you know, you have you have perspective, you know, you have, yeah. I went home, I still had to do my chores, you know, I still had to do my homework and my, my Spanish lessons. I do my oral Spanish exams at school, which was terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it brings you back. But at least you got to say hola tanneritos. So you were yeah. already ahead in <laughs> yeah. Spanish. Seriously. I should have gotten extra credit right, for yeah. that. Right? <laughs> Spreading Spanish to the world. <laughs> Oh, so oh my gosh. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for being here with us today and spending time with us talking about these. Uh, you were you were the OG TGIF. We now yeah. know. You paved the way. You paved the way. We, you did, you we paved, paved the way. The way and but then you, you guys were, took it uh, and made it even better. I still can't um, get over the fact that you were at 
Bo and Hope's wedding. That's all I. <laughs> Flower <laughs> Girl. I have. I can dig up some pictures and send them to you guys. That's please, amazing. Please me. send those to us. Actually, we will. We will use them on our Instagram, and and Will will also frame one in his house. <laughs> if you don't mind, if that's like, if that's not too weird. That's not weird want, at all. I want an original invitation. You are invited to Bo and Hope's wedding on Days of Our Lives. That's like it is. It's like you know, having Patch is Patch. Come on, Patch. crazy. Good old patch. <laughs> well, Loved thank you, it. Andrea. We uh, we hope to talk to you again soon. Maybe we'll have you back for another TGI. Maybe we'll do um, a TGI TGIF reunion. We should, yes. we, should, we should watch a full house and you should watch <gasps> a Boy Meets World. Let's do it. We should totally that is a do great that. idea. Let's do we'll a switch to each other. We're going to yes. do it. With you, and Jody, you and Jody watch a, a Boy Meets World. Yes, let's and do that. We'll that and we'll watch a full house and we'll do We'll do the old, we're going to call it Done. the TGIF old switcheroo. I am so there. I am okay, so great. there. You guys have to pick the Boy Meets World episode, and, and Jody and I will yes. pick the the Full House episode. Yeah. Okay, so perfect, perfect. Oh, oh my that. gosh, I'm so excited for this. We've been talking <laughs> ever since we started the podcast. We've been talking about what else should we? We should do a rewatch of this. We should do a rewatch. This is the old. This is the first time it's really like it made makes perfect sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Okay, great. A All TGIF right, switcheroo. Thank love you so it. much. Love you. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for being Thank here. Thank you so oh, much. Love Andrew. you guys so much. I hope to see you at 90s Con this yes! in Tampa. Oh, yeah. Are you going? Yes, yeah. we're going. Good. Yeah, I'll be there too. So yay. Excellent. Amazing. Okay, we we'll will get to Tampa. squeeze each other then. Yes. yes. All right. Can't okay, wait. Great. Thank Bye. you. Thanks, guys. Bye. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. 
Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Oh my gosh, so much fun. I love a switcheroo idea. Which episode are we going to pick? Can I, 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 well, here's the thing. Before we get there, there's something I didn't want to confess to her. Oh my gosh, please confess. Please. I have never seen a TJ, never seen a full house or a fuller house in my life. Neither have I. Neither have I. Not a single episode. <laughs> Me either. Not one Not episode one. of Full House or Full House have I ever seen in my life. I've never. I've seen clips. Like, I have definitely yeah. know, like, what it looks like. Sure. And I definitely know I that. I know the vibe. I know the fact that, like, whenever it went to one of the Olsons, it was a single camera. Like, on because they had to isolate them. Right. Uh, on their own. Like, I remember hearing that and then seeing that on the show, but I've never watched an episode nope, all the way through. My, I've my only best, seen the two episodes I was on. Was for a okay, house. so there you go. And my best friend, Sean Fox, who I've talked about on the show, who's in The Three Ninjas, he, one of his first jobs was a guest star on, on Full House. He played, like, Jody's first boyfriend. Yeah. Um, but never seen it. Never my seen first either. speaking role on a TV show that wasn't a commercial was, was Full House. House. And Mars I've only on seen those two episodes. Yeah, I've never seen it. We, we have friends that are over there. We I've also never seen a step-by-step. Me neither. I, I, don't, I have no idea one. what step-by-step is about. I have it's no about idea dancing. what it's about. <laughs> is it? <laughs> No, it's like a family. It's like a combined family situation. Yeah, it's right? like yeah. a modern, a modern yeah. Brady Bunch. But then, uh, yeah. what is Full House? Isn't Full House the same thing? No, Full House. They're all. Aren't they all blood relatives in Full House? They're it's like, like uncles. They're I just they're uncles, they? but it's I like... don't think they're real related by blood. I think oh, they're I just they were friends. Bro- that they're actually brothers. No, so there's then uncles. Somebody's someone... just leave, living on your couch for eight years. I mean, my oh god. my god, the amount of fans who are listening right now screaming we're gonna cut at this. the radio. We're gonna cut like, this. No, we're not. No, we're not. We don't know. We okay. So okay. wait. Okay. No, they have Uncle Jesse. He's related by blood. This is from our producers. Okay. And then Joey is their dad's friend. Okay. Who's their dad? Who's Bob Joey? Saget. Oh, Bob Saget. Joey is, is Dave Coulier. Yes. Okay. Bob Saget. So his wife died. I think. And he has yes. the okay. Forget the kids, the three one. kids. Go. Okay. The we mom should know died. nothing. We should just watch it. Yeah. Okay. That's the All way right. this has to work. All right. And we All should right. do a step-by-step switcheroo, and we should do a full house switcheroo. is what we'll call them from Ooh. now on. I love it. All right, Danielle, you asked a very important question. What? What episode would we give them? Oh, yeah. What? Which episode would we pick I, for Honestly, for them? it depends if they've ever seen an episode of Boy Meets World. If they've seen an episode of Boy Meets World, we just pick like... A fun one, like the no scream, scream episode. episode. Or, I was gonna say, no. No, we give everybody the scream episode. Okay, but I then, then if the it's just, if, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, Corey's let's, alternative friends. Like, what, what's just? You know, like, what we should we, do. You know, what we mean is we go. We're gonna give you the best episode we've ever done. Thriller and here's Phillip. the honeymoon episode. The honeymoon episode. Oh my god, <laughs> you guys! If we, you, you, no. And we'll seriously be like, it's the best episode. Hold like, on, what is really the worst episode we've show. watched so far? Can we all agree? Is there a bad episode? Kid gloves. Mm. 
I didn't like kid gloves. I didn't like kid gloves either. Kid Will gloves. Kid gloves really did not like kid gloves. All three of us were like, meh. Yeah, kid gloves is the one where he gives her the gloves and then nobody even acknowledges Corey's no. birthday. It's, it's, but no one even says happy and birthday to the kid. And isn't that with the kid. pool? Yeah, it's the pool. They did that it's basically yeah. just to get the graduate shot. One shot. Right. Yes. right. So yeah, kid gloves is up there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, there are some, but it, okay. Oh, but it's a good question. We have to think about mm-hmm. which one we would actually. I know, and we've only seen two episodes at this point, really. So it's a little like, well, maybe maybe season three. We'll pick an episode from season three. Yeah. Okay. Now the question is: Do we should we match their seasons? Meaning oh, wow. it's like a here's season, a season three, Boy Meets three, World, and so a, season we need a season three, three Full House. I think hmm. we just we have we say we stipulate that it has to be from like midway through the show. It can't be like the beginning uh, okay. or the end. Right, right, right. It should be like okay. in the middle somewhere. That's so, yeah, why right I think season three, three is good. Okay. And then yeah. season something from our season three where we're like definitely hit our stride yeah we're we're like established we know what we are and same right. for them and we're oh, super excited season three i'm yeah. super excited for this okay i'm really excited too this is well gonna be cool thank you okay. all for joining us for this episode of pod meets world as always you can follow us on instagram pod meets world show Oh, I, I keep talking. I don't know why I was expecting somebody else to say something. Um, <laughs> you can send. <laughs> been doing this for 90, 90 episodes now, Danielle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. Maybe I should take over this part now. <laughs> <laughs> and we have merch. I'm going to do it just what Ryder did merch. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. No, nope. podmeetsworldshow.com. Uh, you got to tell them where to go. Ryder, you had one job. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Keep going, Ryder. That's it. What, what, <laughs> Pod, we already said that part, didn't we? Podmeetsworldshow.com. And, and, then, and then what happens at the end? Uh, Danielle, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago, and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. 
Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. 